and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and a writer get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, your resident writer and podcaster from such shows as Difficulty Class and Champions of Lore. And with me each week are two amazing people who are... I'm Erin M. Evans. I'm the author of the Brimstone Angels saga and the forthcoming Empire of Exiles. Woo! <laughs> Who's that other person? I'm, I'm, I'm B. Dave Walters. I'm like Erin M. Evans if you order her from Wish. <laughs> No, no, don't talk about yourself like that ever again. They're like, you're, you're not as cute and you're just as loud, but not as charming. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. yeah. It's like uh, you, you keep talking, but there's not the substance. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I'm the mm -hmm. Facebook ad, Aaron, Aaron M. Evans. Uh, <laughs> the stock photo, Aaron M. Evans. Yes. <laughs> I read my my son heard about those like D and D advent calendars and got kind of excited. I was like, wait, wait, wait! There's a Twitter thread for this. So we mm -hmm. went through the Twitter thread of someone opening all of those, and it was uh, amazing. Oh, How bad God. it was! It was so good. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Hey. Uh. We 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 missed you last week. Uh. <laughs> the, the things happen, but yeah. you know. And if yep. you're in the future, you missed nothing. So. Yeah. Have fun with that. That's true. Hi. Hello. You got back. a week off. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's plague times. That's all we can say, people. It's plague times. <laughs> schedules, schedules are a joke. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, one day one of us was like, Yeah, nah, not today. And then the next day, the next one of us was like, Nope, still no. And then the third one, the third one of us was like, How about we just don't do actually, it this week? And actually, we all my were favorite like, okay. thing was the third time it was all of us just going, you know what? No. You know what? Yeah, no, not this week. Not this week. One of us is gonna say something that gets us canceled. So no, I mean just go. <laughs> Right. Be like, you know what really grinds my gears. Yeah, right. Uh, oh okay. no. <laughs> right. I'm just saying you need to teach both sides it. No. Oh. You felt dirty just saying it. It's um, true. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we, we're going to talk tonight about uh, co-writing. Uh, it's a topic that I've had on the list for a bit now, mainly because I don't understand it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you suggested this that you were like, because it was something you were keen to do and you mm -hmm. wanted to know more about it, but oh, the no, way you I... just phrased that makes it sound like... <laughs> What like, possesses people to do this? Like, like I'm the old grandfather at Thanksgiving. What's your lifestyle now? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, like, I, I don't, I don't get it mainly as in I don't understand how it works as far as like deciding who writes what, uh, how you, you know, work together. Do you both do an outline? Do you work on the same outline? So it's like it's kind of all these questions in my head of what that is. But so have either of you done? I've done a lot of this, uh, ton of screenplays, ton of comic book work. Because okay. in, a, in a manner of speaking, a lot of times the writing, when you're working with the artist, a lot of that is almost co-writing at the same time. Because you have to, or at least if you're not a jerk, you want to make sure that you're putting on the page what they want to draw. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're kind of going through it together. In screenwriting, uh, the way we do it, now I was just talking to my buddy right before we went on here. What we'll usually do is one or both of us come up with the idea together quite often a lot of times we've been paid to write a movie about a thing like i mean with the some outside person is like i want a movie about this mm -hmm. right 
um, a lot of times he'll write the bones of it, or at least like the overarching, like this is the beginning, middle and end, you know, kind of like a one page. I will take that and I will make it a 120 page script be like, well, in order for this to work and for this to go, this has to happen. This has to happen. And then I, I pull it into three dimensions. Then I give it back to him. Uh, and he tinkers with it and adds or subtracts anything that, that he wants or anything that he thinks can be dope to punch it up. And that's kind of it. And I mean, we've been doing this so long. We can do that in like 10 days. Like that's it's nothing. It's like, yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah. That's so we, we, we have a, we have kind of a good rhythm there. Um, with the comic book stuff, again, uh, comic books and screenplays aren't so different to tell you mm -hmm. the truth. It's just a, a comic book script has a ton more detail than a screenplay has got. Because a screenplay is a blueprint. You yeah. say the absolute minimum necessary to get your point across. For a comic book script, you have to say 100% of what's on the page. Yes. That's why if you've ever heard in Watchmen how the scripts for Watchmen, the issues of the Watchmen comic were 100 pages each. Because Alan Moore went into that. such granular detail of like, this is what time it needs to be on, on the clock on the wall. You know, there need to be four cups on the desk. They need to be these colors. Like it was that detail for Dave Gibbons. Because um, that was the extent to which he visualized it. Uh, if you don't put it in the comic script, it's not going to turn up on the page. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, theoretically, uh, you want to, because uh, I've done this now with Tess Fowler for A Dark and Wish, which is on my screen if you could see my face. Bah, 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 bah. Um, uh, and uh, with uh, Jeff Womister for Electropunk um, of making sure that, uh, like I said, not only is it something that they want to draw, but making sure it's something that they can draw. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, with both of them, I sat down and I was like, what are your wish lists for scenes? And I will find a way to make those things happen. Like mm -hmm. in the first issue of A Darkened Wish, when she comes into the um the big bazaar and it's all like patty duke where she's just got her arms up and she's so happy in the big city with like all this stuff happening around her and food stalls and merchants and all that that was tess's request so i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want you can has yeah. yeah all right i'm taking a breath to let someone else say something i i hadn't thought about comic writing being uh co-writing but you're right it absolutely is and <laughs> hey I get to do some vague booking. I can't talk about what, but I'm going through <laughs> that right now. Ooh. And, and, ah, ooh. And, I'm ooing and eyeing because I know. <laughs> and uh and yeah, working with the artist, like I kind of constantly worried, like, is this too much for you to draw? <laughs> is is this too annoying for you to the, draw? <laughs> the answer the answer is probably. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I well I, there, there's only no. been one thing. There has been one thing that I was like, hey, I had this idea about something that I told the artist that they're just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, good on them for drawing the boundary and telling drawing. you that. So now you, ah, yeah. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, I, I and yeah, because we have done it where like I will send him a script. I'll, I'll give him a script, tell him what, uh, ask him to tell me what he thinks. He'll come back with uh, stuff that will get changed, and then by the time it's in the finished form, yeah, it's it's both of our inputs on not just what's happening in there, but the dialogue too. So yeah, mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of. I guess I have done this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to novels and longer form stuff, um, I've seen it done a couple of ways. I've seen it uh, similar to what I just said. One person is kind of the outline, and the other person fleshes it out. Mm -hmm. um, 
that uh, chapter to chapter, um, uh, or you write a chapter and I'll do a pass and I write a chapter and you'll do a pass because mm-hmm. ideally it should be smoothed out to such an extent that you don't know who did what. Yeah. Um, I remember George Lucas and Chris Claremont wrote a sequel to Willow, which mm. this was the, the height of the yeah, X-Men. I remember that. That I thought this was going to be the greatest book ever. Narrator voice. It was not. <laughs> yeah. This oh, wait, was this the... got printed? Oh, yeah. This is the one where Mad Mardigan and Sorcia die on the first page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because screw Val Kilmer. Yeah. I remember the cover of this. Mm-hmm. I had honestly, no it, idea about this. It looked a lot like the cover of Game of Thrones, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta uh, Google this Shadow now. Moon. Shadow Ooh, Moon. Shadow yep. Moon. That's a cool name. Yep. It is a great name. Um, but I distinctly remember feeling like I knew. I knew when Claremont was talking, and I knew it was Lucas was talking. You know, uh, like as I was making my way through the book, I just <clears throat> knew it. You know, yeah. a lot of times those things, though, especially when you have the the big flagship thing where you're like, here's big name person with ghost ridden like person written like real small under it. The ghost ridden person did most of the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. there's mm-hmm. apparently two more books as well. Shadow yeah. Star and Shadow Dawn. Uh, I okay. guess. Huh. I mean, the fact that you never oh, knew it, I and it was George Lucas seeing... and Chris Claremont should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah. The, the Shadow Star <laughs> cover I have seen too. Yeah, but that's not the one I, I read or attempted. It was a long time ago. I don't remember if I actually finished. Um, the the I mean, book. Oh, but think, think, I was about to say, but, but think about that. How like frequently you and I and all of us just reference like obscure stuff we read 25 years ago <laughs> and the fact that we're all like mm. <laughs> yeah there was it involved Willow um that's about as far as it goes I remember most is that cover was a wraparound and I think that was one of the first times I'd seen that versus mm. just the art on the front so you can wrap around the back and there's the back of the horse and there's like another person on the back of the car. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I found one like, of those. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. And then it, I don't remember anything about the book. So I remember that Mad Mardigan and uh, Sorcia down the first page. <laughs> and that's where he stopped. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Yep. I was like, we're done here. Yep. Um. Yeah. The, oh, the, yeah. yeah. Does, doesn't that look a lot like the cover of the of the? Oh no! It absolutely Fire, does. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the 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 full wraparound art that Aaron was talking about, it actually uh, reminds me of uh, the old wheeled time artwork. I actually have Shadow Dawn and Shadow Star, up to and including the Lost Princess hatches some dragon eggs and Shadow Star. Oh, as boy. I'm as I'm looking at it, I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I met that freaking uh, Twitter thread where they broke down how Tad Williams had done a hundred percent of a song in Ice and Fire beforehand. I had no idea. What? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Oh, we talked about this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Mm -hmm. been a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. (laughs) Uh, You know, here's what's messed up. It's been like a month, but it feels like six and a half years. I agree. (laughs) December was six and a half years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, the the one that that pops into my head when I think about co-writing is Good Omens, um, Mm -hmm. because that was uh, the first book I can remember that I read that had two authors' names on it. Um, And yeah, like, like you were saying, B. Dave, it it does for the most part flow pretty well between like 
it, it feels like just one person's writing this but i where i can tell the difference is the jokes <laughs> like i'm like that's a terry pratchett joke <laughs> that's a neil gaiman joke <laughs> um and the, uh, that that one i that was the one that really got me curious about the process of it of like yeah does someone take a chapter and the other person takes another chapter and that just really hurt my head thinking about trying to write and yeah. not know because i did this once um i had an exercise in high school in one of my english classes where they're like all right you four are grouped up and have to write one story and uh i remember we communicated very little about it <laughs> we sat down in the class and was like okay here's the kind of story we want to tell done and then i like three days later i was handed a, a flash or no it was a floppy disk i was handed a floppy disk with a with a word document on it and uh it uh it, I, I had to read the whole thing and then finish it i was the last one <laughs> Interesting. It went super fantasy and fighting after I got a hold of it. <laughs> I feel like I remember doing this in some sort of online writing group. Mm. Bulletin board. I don't know what it was. And when it was my turn, I looked at it and I was like, I'm not doing this because it would change. It was basically each person was thinking, I'm going to tell my story. Yeah. And so it had no cohesion. I could <laughs> not tell what was going on. I didn't even know what to pick up because it was like, it's a vampire story. Now it's a dystopia. Now it's um, like high fantasy and like things weren't really carrying over. And so I'm like, I don't want to do this because as I've stated before, I am not great at group projects. Um. <laughs> That's why I don't do it often. I hate to say it's like, I don't need to, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I, from my best partnerships are when you can do something that I cannot do. That's why I get along very yeah. well with my comic artists. I'm like, I can word, you can draw by our powers combined. We're going to do a thing. Yeah. When I'm like, I can word. And they're like, I also can word. I'm like, yeah, but I can word. So, <laughs> so what? Are what we happens now not sure you fight to the death and i How... keep your name if i win <laughs> holy uh, shit no yes. i'm kidding we just building out his name <laughs> True. that's where the True. b came from that's where it I is i was guy. not born with it yeah i was like it's mine now it's mine go to sleep the people i know who so i have not uh, I, I had one project where I was co-writing and I uh, had, we had to stop for non-project reasons, mm -hmm. like, but as we were doing it, um, it was very obvious the difference in our writing styles. And I, it like that, that was, I, I wasn't sure how this was going to end. Um, mm -hmm. I was much more focused on move the plot than my partner. Um, so when he took, picked it up, there was sort of like, I'm going to. I'm going to add more texture. And I'm like, okay, but then the thing has to happen. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, and that's, I think the main thing is like, when you're going to partner with someone, you have to have really good communication and you, mm -hmm. it is nice. The people I know who do it and do it successfully, it is a case of like, we are sort of filling in each other's gaps. Um, I have a friend who co-wrote uh, like a middle grade novel um, and her, partner was very good at plotting he was very good mm. at like figuring out how things happen um and she was very good at dialogue and he was terrible at dialogue 
Um, so like when she passed stuff to him, he would tighten up what she wrote. And when she, he passed stuff to her, she would fix all the dialogue. Um, I love that. Right. And I know um, like uh, Weiss and Hickman who uh, wrote the Dragonlance novels. Um, oh yeah. yeah my yeah, yeah. understanding is that he plots them. He like writes the outline and then she does a lot of the like specific writing hmm. um, and he may do a pass after that. I don't know for sure that that's how they always work or if that's just how they've done some of their mm -hmm. books. Um, but I think that's sort of like, like she's like, tell me what to write. Um, and I'll do it. Uh, and he's like, cool. You get to do all the detail work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've heard of people, a friend of a friend kind of a situation where um, it's not really co-writing exactly, but it's like two very talented writers. One of whom again really good with like plot and one really good with character so the plot person basically writes robots and the character person uh kind of meanders around <laughs> they trade stories and they tell each other how to fix the story and then they fix it hmm. um, which is not really co-writing but it is that sort of find somebody who fulfills something you don't have the other yeah. thing i've so seen is sort of oh sorry go ahead no no finish your thought the other thing i was gonna say i've seen is like books that are done like epistolary so like uh yeah. the one that pops in my head is sorcery in cecilia uh or the enchanted chocolate pot um which is really <laughs> adorable uh, i love it and it's uh two authors you know it's patricia reed and i'm blanking on the other person so i'll look them up but um but one of them is writing letters from one character and one's writing letters from the other character and they're telling two parallel stories that eventually they bring together um i think i think they bring it's been a long time since i read it but that sort of thing where it's mm -hmm. like you're telling two different stories that are connected with the within the world somehow but you don't have to sort of merge the style so that it's like one author wrote it because you are stating stating from the outset two authors are writing this yeah because here's a letter here's a letter see i used to think something like that would be really fun uh, yeah I, I i was just saying a, a couple things um it always reminds me of how jrr tolkien and c.s lewis were hanging out while he was writing lord of the rings while he's writing narnia yeah. Yeah. which is why there's so many things that kind of overlap they're, they're like talking trees word you know <laughs> um, but then tolkien was like santa yeah Mm. <laughs> he's like but, but what if santa arms children he's like, uh, uh, something Caroline that i think Stiverer. would be hmm? something i think the other name of the author oh what <laughs> there's two the authors that wrote that book i uh -huh. remembered one of them and just for the record the other author's name is caroline uh stabemer stabemer I, I, th I thought you were like that was a verbal component of something I like, uh, <laughs> I exactly the boom ah you know the color spray <laughs> um something i i think would be fun though is if you had something that was game of thrones-esque with multiple points of view mm -hmm. that everyone kind of had an agreement that it's like this is where we're heading you know what i mean like yeah. this is this is the story of the titanic it's going to hit an iceberg it is going to sink you know kind of here's the beginning middle and end type thing but the captain is you you know and and you're you're writing what the captain experience is and you know trevor oh you're you take the, a character yeah, yeah like you're the guy with the oh. with this supposed to have the binoculars but can't get them out of the case because they lost the key which is something that actually <laughs> happened on the titanic by the way yep um dude got off and took the key with him yeah and they were like guess we don't have we don't have uh binoculars but we won't need them womp womp it'll be yeah. fine yeah, narrator voice. We could hang out in the Arctic Circle and iceberg. Yeah. 
Yeah. But doing something like that, where it is, it is still building off of what other people are doing, but not making the freaking new Star Wars trilogy mistake. If you do your thing and I'll do my thing and mm. surely we'll get somewhere. Communication. communication. A freaking plan. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> they they tried they tried to pants a multi-gajillion dollar franchise and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- that honestly sounds like a ridiculous amount of fun though. Yeah. Of I think, getting I think a bunch of like together. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. So, well, so because uh, with the epistolary one, the, it is more expected that the authors are probably going to sound different um, because they're different characters. They should be writing in, in different styles and whatnot. I, um, I mean, it's been a bit since I read it, but I even remember like Dracula doing that really well of distinguishing voices between the people who are writing the letters. Yeah. Um, and, but when it comes to the like novel or even the comic one, um, do you, either of you have any advice on like the blending of voices of how to do that? I mean, hopefully, hopefully you all kind of agree to almost sort of an averaged out style, or at least you know the characters to such an extent that it doesn't really matter which one of you are putting the words in their mouth. They should still sound like them. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, how many dozens, if not hundreds of people have written Superman? Yeah. But if all of a sudden Superman's like, Durka, Durka, Jihad, Durka, Durka, (laughs) you're like, wait a second. That's not... That's not what he'd say, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully you 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 have that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate to say, I think the real question you got to ask yourself before embarking upon a co-writing project is why. You yeah. know what's what's what is what are we both bringing to this? Mm-hmm. And, I think and, that's and, yeah. Oh, sorry, go mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, go. I I think that like that yeah why and be really honest here right because if you have vastly different styles, you are probably not going to find something that meets in the middle and is satisfying. Mm-hmm. If I mean, maybe, uh, like I said, I don't do this. Right. Um, but that's, that's a big thing. Like, and, and so if you're both thinking, well, it's my style, but your whatever other thing um, you're going to have a problem. No, you can be, if you do this with someone who has a style that's a lot closer to yours, Mm -hmm. that can work. Um, And you, I mean, you can make that, yeah, you can make that function. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you make that kind of call. Mm -hmm. I feel like, duh, you let Terry Pratchett do the joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair. I mean, yeah, ideally, you know, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, I think also it helps if you can keep your ego out of it. But I mean, I had a person that I would try and work with. We never finished any, uh, we finished one small comic project, but we never finished any screenplays or stuff that we would try to work on because our styles didn't mesh. His whole thing, we would write horror stuff. And his mm. thing was he wanted to account for every single reason Uh, why you know what i mean like why are you doing this and not this you know everybody always screams at the person that takes the flashlight and not the gun but it's Mm -hmm. the trope you know but he wanted to be like 
well, um, you know, they have the a gun fear of guns. Yeah, they, the, the gun doesn't have bullets in it. And I took the flashlight because it's a mag light. So I thought I could blind them and then hit them with it, you know? Like, and it's like, yeah. come, just come on. Like, he would he would introduce problems just to solve them, you know? Hmm. Like, this is I mean, also like big tie into alternate topic. Let your character be stupid. It's okay. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to yeah. have time for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for instance, um, again, I just wrote the reboot of a very major horror franchise that, uh, honestly, I'd completely forgotten I'd done, to tell you the truth. That's how long <laughs> the pain <laughs> That's what the pandemic's done to me. I love that <laughs> so much. Honestly, like, I, 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 I just I would love it if it got all the way to like it's in the theaters because like this is familiar. Yeah. No, you're like, you're like this so is many things. How can you rad. be the what wish version of me? I'm the wish version of you. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I wrote a major horror franchise and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was Tuesday. But, what a flex. But, but uh, you know, I, I did. I mean, it's the year 2021. So I was mm -hmm. like, you do need to answer the question, why does no one call the cops? Yeah, there yeah. can be a hundred answers, you know? And I was just like, we don't have a signal. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Done, you know? Yeah. But he would be like, well, but if one of them's on T-Mobile and one of them's on Verizon, one of them oh. might have, I was like, bro. Bro, 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 you know? And then he wants to like introduce earlier in the in the movie, like, well, I'm on T-Mobile, I'm on Sprint, you know what I mean? It's like, unless they're paying us for that, no. I tried to use the phone, I got no signal. You know, I called the cops, they didn't believe us. Whatever, Yeah. whatever, you know? I'm like that, it does strain enough credulity that you should, why don't you just call the cops? Mm -hmm. Which that that's my biggest issue with a lot of the MCU movies, which uh, especially Iron Man 3, because I hated Iron Man 3. <laughs> but I, I, I get the solo hero movies are just that. Mm -hmm. But past a certain point, it's like, you know other superheroes. You know a lot of other superheroes. If like they've got the president and they're going to kill him, maybe you should mention that to Captain America. Yeah. You know, and so but when when it's hard, it's what, what that ends up being. It's hard to have very, very, very high stakes solo movies. You yeah. can have movies where you're like, this is my problem and my problem alone. But it kind of needs to, you know, this building's going to get blown up that I'm in. The, the, there, there is know? a there is a very recent uh, MCU movie that I won't spoil. But my wife and I were watching and she was literally like, Okay, the Avengers should have showed up about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> like I know that movie. But I'm all like, when that showed up on the satellites, you hear like the Quinjet was yeah, there. Yes. Exactly. A thousand percent. Yes. Yeah, it, it was uh yeah, no, that that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and, and Which, like that's also hmm. got the same thing of like there's multiple people writing and directing those movies. There's so many of them mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. try and keep all of that straight. Which is like where like co-writing and shared world do kind of occupy a similar space. Like you have to be cognizant of what other people are doing to change this world. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so like, you know, even with Forgotten Realms, like in, with Forgotten Realms is like a world with like nonstop catastrophes. That's like its whole brand. Yeah. Um, so there is an argument for, right? <laughs> there is an argument for like, why doesn't, you know, Elminster show yeah. up and deal with the Abilethic sovereignty? Well, he's over there fixing this giant rift in the plane, so someone else has to do it. But and Elminster point... doesn't have a cell phone. 
<laughs> he That's was on the T-Mobile. Nice thing, right? <laughs> we can't do ascending. We don't know him personally. The <laughs> so like, but there is something there where it's like, okay, so scale what your story is. Obviously, this does not apply to like your TTRPG games. That's a totally yeah. different thing. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. But <laughs> you know, you're writing a novel in this. Like, there is a certain amount of like thinking about scale and and why this you know set of heroes are the people who are going to do this which is the question you should ask yourself with any kind of novel why is your protagonist the one that has to do this yep. um and and when it become when you're in a shared world that sort of becomes a bigger question and ideally there's someone in charge of that who says to you no you can't take your characters to that place because we're releasing a novel in that place and there's a different problem there and if there's two problems at the same time you have to talk both have to talk about it Mm -hmm. um and you don't want to co-write these novels so let's move along I mean, again, that was why A Darkened Wish was set where it was in the Moonshade Isles, because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be yep. beholden to all the continuity of all the things that had happened in all those other cities. Oh, I was like, oh. I'll just be over here. <laughs> having done that, having written a book in a place where people wrote so many books, it was a lot of work, a lot <laughs> of work. I had to like get someone to like come in and consult on how to Cormier. Jeez. Mm -hmm. A lot. He was very helpful. I will say that. That's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. But it, yeah. Uh, okay. the 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 last The last question that I want to want to pose it's it's not a, like a, a catch all or anything. Just your personal opinions, because B Dave's brought up a few times now that there's uh, been some people he's worked with that it hasn't been great about. How do you back out of a co writing? <laughs> Directly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This. Like, oh, this isn't working. This isn't working, and now I, I got offered another thing. It's gonna gobble up all my bandwidth. Sorry. There you go. Double deuces. You know, <laughs> it, it. It. I mean, it depends on your relationship with the person because there's times that person is brilliant, but you two just don't mesh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's times that you're just not good, but hopefully you should know that before you agree to co-write. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and yeah, and, and, and the, those, those are kind of really your, your two options. If you're trying to get out of it, it's all like, it's not you, it's me, or it's not even me, it's us, yeah. or it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whether yeah. or not you can tell them. Cause I can tell you, here's something that I struggle with because I'm, I'm Mr. Positivity. I'm Mr. You can do it. Shoot your shot, do your thing. Your time will come. But there's times I see people's stuff or I read it and I'm like, your time is not coming. And I don't have the heart to tell you. And, uh, mm. Well, because I'm like, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Fifty Shades of Grey was a phenomenon, right. so people yeah. have life-changing experiences. Maybe mm -hmm. that's coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it can mm -hmm. also be like, I mean, that's also a good thing to think about before you get into it. Like, read that if you haven't read, like, read their stuff. I'm assuming at this point that we're talking about sort of like, hey, let's do a book kind of thing. Not yeah. like, this is the next step in my multi-year career. But like yeah. that thing you were thinking about doing, like you, you will have read their stuff. You will have a positive mm -hmm. opinion of their stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You will see how your stuff and their stuff fit together. And if it, at some point in here, you can't positively and enthusiastically uh, respond to that question, then you should, probably shouldn't do this. Yeah. Right? Like well, there could be people you work great with, but you're like, your story style is not my story style. And so what's going to happen when we stick them together? Curveball. Maybe your story style does work with my story style, but your process doesn't work with also my process. Also that. Oh, yeah. 
Because again, if somebody that. wants to, if somebody wants to pants the story with me, I'm out. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not. Mm -mm, nope. Yeah. Flatly refuse. You know. Yeah. yeah that's uh. So yeah, you you never know. Um, if I will. You want to try to fix the way you write stories. <laughs> and that's the hard part. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you're like, mm. and, and that that is also the roughest thing about this being subjective. Like, you know, in my most recent writing course I taught, some of them really had it. Some of them really didn't have it. And I tried, for the ones who didn't have it, I tried to point out, I'm all like, well, you might want to think about tightening this up or tightening that up because it, because what, what you're doing here is like, you know, I would try. Yeah. I never just try. I never, ever, 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 ever want to be like, this is not for you. You know, yeah. because mm -hmm. as we've talked about before, just these sense of accomplishment of finishing a novel even if another human being never reads it is tremendous tremendous and, and, and will teach you a lot from having done that um but i, I would very much I, I would try and be like well who's going to care about this protagonist you know what what are, what are the stakes of this story that the audience is going to care why is this important you know yeah and um, they missed their cab on the way to work okay why you know do they have the nuclear football are they a surgeon <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Like, is, mm. is, is, is their wife in labor? You know what I mean? I'm all like, give me something. Urgency. Yeah, right. Otherwise, <laughs> stakes. You know, otherwise, yeah. another mm -hmm. cab is coming. Mm. And, um, you know, make sure that as you are considering a person to work with, that you all are kind of on the same page about that and on the same page about the kind of story that you're telling. Because mm. as we've talked about before, he who shall not be named... <laughs> was working into his story that will never be finished the fact that the good guys don't win yeah and it's yeah. like if that's not the story you want to tell well you know you cannot fix him <laughs> given up, given up. here's the thing i've i've, I've not, not you personally just yeah, in general right. yeah right I'm like, yo, just in general, that is true. I was about to say, I know I'm not over it. I wouldn't be angry anymore. And that's how you know there's, yeah. there's still love there. When it's been replaced by stony indifference, only then will healing be complete. But yeah, yeah, don't look at that. I mean, I think that goes both ways. Like there are parts of my process that I know when I describe them sound unbearably messy to other people. And there are parts of the other people's process that sound robotic and cold mm -hmm. or unbearably messy because my part is robotic and cold or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, someone has a really good idea, but they're taking it in a really bad direction. Like, I think that question of, are they open to discussing this? Or is it a case of you're going in going, maybe I can fix him. Like, no, don't do that. You'll tailor your hair out. Yeah. Like, you yep. should go in communicating well at being on the same page. Yeah. I, uh. Uh, I think that was a good uh, place to, to to finish that one. But we we're, we're only halfway through this episode because mm. <laughs> listeners, you, you've been with us through this conversation. We never know how long a topic is going to take us. No. And so we have backup topics. Um, and this week's backup topic, uh, which uh, would be, I, I don't, I now feel bad calling it a backup topic. This is its own topic. It was a backup in case we didn't finish the other one or didn't well, it, do an hour. No, dear, dear, dear friends, what it comes down to is there's things that we have stuff to talk about, but we don't know that we have an hour of yeah. stuff to say about it. That's what ends up changing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the other topic that we had uh, was character flaws. Yeah, and this was something that you you hinted about earlier. <laughs> with Let your character be stupid sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, That's kind of a very oversimplistic way of phrasing that. That's just the thing I find I bump into a lot is that like like and it's not just like 
I'm not saying make your character an utter moron. Yeah. For the convenience of the plot. Don't do that either. But I see, I, in my time editing, I definitely saw a lot of people who did not want to let their character do something that would look foolish or yeah. be a mistake or, um, or, or really to like leave them any, leave any space for them to air. Yeah. And that's a perfectly useful and often correct. Like mm-hmm. that is how this, this arc should flow um, choice to make. And it's okay. Nobody's perfect. Like nobody, if, I mean, I'm not going to say that nobody's going to read your book and go, Ugh, what an idiot. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay. Because there's a lot of people out there and they don't all have to like your book. Yeah. But but specifically character flaws. <laughs> I'm like, statistically speaking, they won't all like your book. Yeah. That's true. It's true. Um, so when, when we're talking about character flaws, you know, it, like, yeah, it's like what Aaron said of like, it is something that it, it interrupts the character's plot. Like that's usually a thing. It's a hindrance of some kind or something like that. Something that's going to get them into trouble and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think the place that I kind of want to start this one off is how do you decide what character flaws your characters have? I mean, the clearest way is if you, well, I guess if you have a plot in place and then you also have a character, you're like, what would, what personality issue would most prevent them from simply solving this problem? (laughs) (laughs) True. What do they have to like address and cope with and improve on in order to get there? Like Mm -hmm. that's a classic character flaw or what's going to get in their way and cause this to be a tragedy. Yeah, that that that's it's really whether or not they overcome it is is what uh, marks marks a tragedy versus a hero story essentially. You know, do yeah. can, do they overcome that thing? You know, or are they you know cursed by hubris? <laughs> um, yeah. Th- so that sort of thing with them messing up the 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 messing up the story doesn't sound right. Uh, them having some kind of hindrance that um. It, that is actually, I think, the way that most of the time that I do it. Though, though sometimes, like, I come up with a character in my head and I just will assign something to them because I think that it's some kind of interesting character thing with it. Mm-hmm. It may not specific. I may not specifically think of it as a flaw, but I can later find ways to use it as a flaw. Yeah, I think that's the other thing is like if you think of a person and you're like, this is their problem. Like, this is this is the thing about them that that's not, you know, yeah, operating at top speed. Um, then put them in a situation where that's the problem. Yeah. 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 I don't know when I, I'm trying to think through characters that I've created that I usually don't stop and necessarily say to myself, you know, this is their flaw, but I will, I will ask myself things like, um, or what's stopping them or how do they complement each other? You know, like a, yeah. the, in, in Electropunk, the twins, um, Ruthie is fearless, but she's fearless to the point of reckless because the mm. exact same character trait can be positive or negative. Also, Trevor just took his glasses off and like a new person appeared. It's bizarre. <laughs> I Who is this guy? What happened? I can't but believe it went 26 I mean, years like this. <laughs> I mean, it's your face. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm hypnotized by it, you know? Now I'm I'm gonna screenshot it and put it on the No! I got him. I got him. It's true. Sorry, Mm -hmm. that's a tangent. I'll save it. (laughs) Well, what I was gonna say though, is she's brave to the point of reckless, which is good at times. 
um, her brother is uh, not as smart as she is, but he's usually uh, slower to act, which a lot of times helps curve her recklessness. But on occasion, he doesn't move fast enough. You know, mm -hmm. like that's just kind of the, the the thing between them that she's at a 10 and we need her at a seven, but he's at a five. We also need him at a seven. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's that's their dynamic. Uh, but it wasn't I, I don't know that I'm ever. I mean, a lot of people make a bit, a lot of talk about somebody's fatal flaw, especially in acting. Yeah, I yeah. can't say. For me, I find it kind of emerges during the storytelling. For me, mm -hmm. as much as I lament pantsing, I, mm -hmm. I find I, I get to <laughs> once once your once your characters truly come to life, and you will know when they've come to life when they can surprise you. Yeah, when you were like, "Here's what I thought would happen, but now I'm here." Yeah. And that's not what they would do. That's not what they would say. Off script again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they would do this, you know. And that's when they come to life, yeah. and you have to let them. You know, that's when Frodo refuses to throw the ring in. You know, that that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The um, the characters, like the 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 planning out ahead of time sort of thing. Like I have a hundred percent done it before, where I planned out a character, and I'm like, you know, I had basically like a spreadsheet of like this is the character, and I had like the flaw and whatnot. And I was going through it. I'm like, okay, this is the character. Cool. It's almost like a D and D character sheet, right, with ideals and flaws and crap like that. And then I sat down to write it, and that was absolutely not the character that came out. And I completely wasted all of that time. <laughs> and I went, I'm never doing that again. That was yeah terrible i hate this <laughs> yeah. i feel like that in actual practice b dave i'm more like you like like i've talked before about like like i have a a story cluster i have mm -hmm. a story bagworm of like all these things are now sitting on each other it's a haystack i can't take any of it out now um <laughs> i can it's just major surgery not the easy clip yep. but anyway um the and so that is kind of the thing. You start thinking about this person and you think about that person in relation to another person and how do they interact and what does that sort of change about them and, yeah. and how does that start to mold them? And and then it's the case, I think for me, that as the story starts to come together in my head, that I start thinking about like, okay, this character is like, this is her biggest fear. Um, and so if that's her biggest fear, it's preventing her from doing this thing. And if it's preventing from her from doing this thing, well, like what would be worse? Like like having to do the thing while holding the fear or having to run away from the thing and, and, and you sort of feel it out yeah. intuitively. But I think like if you looking, if you're looking at books, like there is a lot of that where it's like, cause I see too, like a lot of, um, I know I've seen like a lot of early fiction, like, like when people are like learning to write, right. Like they're, yeah. they're doing their practice stuff. Um, and you end up with things like their flaw is they're too honest, <coughs> too loyal. Right. And like, it's not a right. job interview. <coughs> I, sorry. I joke. I joked about drink because of that. Also, <laughs> yes. Don't die. I can tell you, I, again, I was, I was, hmm, let me remove Those can be oh, flaws, but when they get yeah. put out as like, this is an excuse for me to be a badass. No, yeah. no, there, there was a dude, because uh, again, I was talking to my writing partner before this, who had tasked us to write multiple things. And his thing was he wanted his characters to have zero flaws. No. Like I was supposed uh. to write, I was supposed to write a character and he's like, I don't want anything to be wrong with her. She's rich and she's brilliant and she's successful. And I'm like, then boring. what's the point? So this dude, this dude had a story and he was dead ass serious that the guy's problem was he was too hot and had to sleep with too many women. 
That was what his problem was. <laughs> so my buddy today, he he's had like, to. I, he, he had, had to. to, he had to. That's that's how hard his life was. And my my, my buddy, my buddy, he, he hits me up literally right before we go on here, and he's like, I'm writing, I'm writing another script for that dude. And I was like, Is it about a guy whose dick is too big? <laughs> is that his problem? You know? Oh you know? my god. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that you know what? That reminds me of a co-writing thing once. Um, so my father is a logistician uh, in aerospace stuff. Mm. And there was a contest for writing a short story about um, going, to, like living on the moon, basically. And he was like, let's work on this together because I have this base know-how and you can write. Well, that's not really how he said it because my dad's good at everything. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, but when I was like, okay, I don't quite know how to do this because it's supposed to be about how great it is to live on the moon, but but like, how do you, what what kind of story are we going to tell here? Because it feels like something needs to go wrong. And yeah. he's like, but what if it's a story about how everything goes right? I'm like, that's not interesting. That's called a <laughs> like, tour. Right. <laughs> I was just like, we're not doing this. I don't think it's um, yeah, yeah, because. I mean, you, there were there were possibilities, but the point where, what if the story was just everything goes right? Then I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Because yeah, because like like there's, I mean, like look around. Yeah. But he has flaws. Yeah. There's um, a there that's is what a, makes them relatable. There is a very successful author that we all know that basically was saying he was like. It was, it was like conflict is drama and he's like is it do you need conflict to have drama i'm like yeah literally actually <laughs> like literally otherwise There's, it's a documentary yeah and even that needs I, some conflict you know i will say this though <laughs> i am against this idea that we went through for a few years there in superhero media that everybody had to be flawed and dark and morally gray oh god yeah. you know they just like everybody's kind of an asshole. I'm like, no, not that either. You know, yeah, not, not, not that either. That's yeah. true. That's the flip side, right? Where yeah. it's like the flaw is they're an irredeemable asshole. Yeah. They're yeah. contemptuous of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to read about people. Like, I mean, okay, there are times where a story about someone who is reprehensible is okay. Like, I don't mind. And, and there are times when someone can be awful but entertaining. But also, like a lot of the time, you're not pulling it off. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, the, when um, I was writing the, my first book, it was during the highs of grim dark everywhere, and everyone's got to be a terrible person. And one of the one of the characters that I had for the book um, was going to be kind of this terrible person that ended up getting uh, better by the end of it. And I wrote the first chapter for them and I had my wife read it and she finished and she would go, I would stop reading your book. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, that, I fucking hate that guy. If he was real, I would find him and hurt him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I will say, and this is, this is actually a crossover to a, a DMing tip. That usually when I create an NPC, a non-player character, for those of you not fluent in geek, you know, someone they meet in the world on, along the way, I try and always include an adjective. He's the mm. itchy the itchy dwarven bartender, you know, the mm. the, the, the kleptomaniac kobold uh, coachman, you know, like like something. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it helps them come to life for me and it helps the group remember them. 
Yeah. Because when you're just like, oh, is the dwarven barkeep? They can be anywhere. It's like, no, the itchy dwarven barkeep. Oh, uh, the one from Waterdeep. The, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the itchy guy. The itchy guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times I'll come up even with that much of a framework for a character. So they don't necessarily have a flaw as such, because it might be, you know, the cheerful priest of Tymora. Yeah. But but there's something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like there, there's something. That, that's yeah. that's that's a hook I, I think that's really good like even for yeah. rain though with, with just uh side characters characters who aren't you know important to the plot or anything like that and you just in your outline you're just like yeah this is like super preppy dude like mm -hmm. i've 100 done that mm -hmm. this that is giga chad yep yeah. <laughs> that also gives you space to like d define them differently from each other yeah because mm -hmm. like if they're worth calling out they shouldn't blur together yeah um mm -hmm. that's smart the mm -hmm. the other thing that I do really love about like character flaws for like your main cast is I find that that really helps me inform who their opposition is and and stuff like the the book that uh, you read Aaron the like the main character is uh, completely cocky sarcastic and uh, way too sure of himself um, and so there's characters in there that just hate that that <laughs> just they that they find that absolutely <laughs> annoying to all hell <laughs> and you know go ahead go I was gonna say it does the opposite it can do the opposite too like mm -hmm. um, like what B Day was talking about with Ruthie and Chuck is it Chuck Yes. Hey, um, you remember about, my babies? Hey. Like I, like I, rem I remember their personalities. It's mm -hmm. like their names won't stick for something. Except Ruthie, Ruthie sticks. <laughs> but like, okay, so you've got like, you know, she, she's at a ten, he's at a five, right? And that because the other one is like, because she's so quick, he can be slow. It's yeah. actually a benefit. Or like, um, with Farida and Havilar, right? that Farida is overcautious because Havilar is reckless. Havilar is very like loosey-goosey scatterbrained because Farida is picking up the pieces. Mm -hmm. um, that when you have those those flaws in opposition and you have characters that can support each other's like flaws so that they, are, um, they aren't as noticeable, they aren't as problematic so long as they're together. One, you've drawn them closer together to kind of example, or, um, uh, 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 not exemplify i'm sorry i'm tired it's okay. that, that that you're really like drawing um you're really drawing them together and you're showing how they're different at the same time and then if you have to pull them apart and and make them see those gaps in themselves um that you that 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 we've seen them supported and now we see them unsupported mm -hmm. and we're more like oh no <laughs> um can i just say dear listener uh, I'm probably going to have an opportunity to uh, personify Havilar in a story <laughs> with Aaron. And oh, I have man. So many different thoughts in my head of how to skin this particular cat. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I think I'll do great. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I, I I could never equally have a lawyer have a lawyer. That's the the summaries alone. I, I cannot I cannot hope to aspire to. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be yep. interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Well, uh, we're getting towards the end of the episode. Any any other thoughts on flaws? Character the, flaws, anyways. That they should be a seasoning. I mean, everyone should have one. Yep. But I mean, again, un unless you're 
unless your story is a tragedy, dare I say, they should not be defined by them. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless them being an alcoholic is super salient to the story. Yeah. Like, again, that's where I think um, Rick and Morty goes too far with Rick's alcoholism, for yeah. instance. You know, it's like, okay, we get the gag, you yeah. know? Um, uh, and, and a lot of it also, too, comes down to what's the statement you're trying to make? What's the statement you're trying to make about the world that they're in and this world that we're in? If everybody's a raging cynic, because you are, you can do that. Yeah. But understand, you know, people may not want to read that, especially considering motions broadly at everything. (laughs) No, I, as uh, something like that, I knew someone who once wrote a story where everyone in this world was an angry atheist that like they had killed all religion and they still to this day were just like yeah i remember religion that fucking sucked and i was like stop (laughs) i i am an atheist and you're annoying me (laughs) yeah don't 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 just the guy that keeps talking about his ex there i don't think you're over it yeah right (laughs) not you the in the story no i i knew what you meant (laughs) i'm like no i i'm very uh much over her um uh yeah 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 that's um um yeah (laughs) that's all names got for that that's all names got that one yeah Mm i think I think this I'm just I'm I'm thinking of things I've read where I, yeah where it's like I don't like this person. Yeah. Um Well, that's the thing and like also the- yeah like like I think there's I think there's also sort of man this topic is bigger than I was expecting. There's sort of like 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 the volume of the flaw, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if the character flaw is um, you know, that this this character is you know okay so like over the course of brimstone angels it becomes clear that farida's flaw is that her anxiety makes her a control freak basically Mm -hmm. um and that isn't like in the first book that she won't let anybody leave they won't let anybody do anything it's that she's constantly afraid of something bad happening right um and that she as it goes like it gets bigger she starts to make choices that because she thinks everything's on her blow up and cause worse things to happen mm-hmm. she does the dumb <laughs> so like as that goes like and then and then that gets reflected back at her Havilar yeah. is like i'm not a fucking baby yeah. you can't like do these like crazy things to try and stop something bad from happening to me maybe i like bad things happening to me <laughs> Um, but also, you know, at the same time, Havilar has got to go, okay, maybe I can't just keep jumping into the void and knowing that my sister will catch me. Right. Yeah. But if you start out with that turned up to 11, yeah, it's not going to be able to carry through that long of an arc. Yeah. Right. If you start doing something like, you know, if he, I would not want to read, I don't want to read Rick and Morty, the novel. Oh, That's God, a no. lot. That's yeah. a lot, a well, lot, a lot well, of it, the it's, same thing. That's very loud. And, and and that's very much like with my my wife saying, like, I would stop reading this book is like you you can't overdo the flaws because you need the person to want to get to the point where they get better. Yeah. And yep. if if you make it seem like this is this person's flaw is so deep, so ingrained in them, so a part of them that it's probably not going to go anywhere like and even if it does later in the story somehow 
they're not going to want to get to the point where they read that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it comes back to the same reason Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull suck so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you know what if, I hate? I thought about that movie earlier in this conversation. <laughs> here we are, you know? I hate um, <laughs> if the characters don't care, the audience won't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that, again, that, that, I mean, he was so old and tired and over it, the whole thing, that he literally discovered an uncontacted tribe in the middle of the Amazon, and he's like, ah, blam, 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 blam. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. Don't worry. There's a fifth one coming out. Oh, uh, not for me. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, not yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford will be 80 years old when it premieres. Um, is yeah. he, is, is, he? He is, will be. He will be. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he is he is the the, the titular Indiana Jones again. Uh, oh, he's pretty titular. <laughs> but uh, I think that is a good place to wrap this conversation up. Uh, we, we can touch on it again just, if we think of more. Just leaving leaving me with that image. Don't, don't worry. What we'll, we'll... Harrison Ford <laughs> being made to do another Indiana? Don't Jones. worry. The movie got delayed because he crashed his plane again. Uh, <laughs> that's a real story. Oh, but I wanted to check in since we didn't do it last time in the first episode of the new year. How did your writing go over the break? So here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I did nothing during the break. I allowed myself to have a break. And I but love now, that you did that. I know. It's very uncharacteristic. Um, again, so much of what I do now is game prep that mm -hmm. the words may not be that many words, but the effort is substantial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that my challenge. Mm -hmm. How about you, I've been fighting this dumb outline. <laughs> I think I figured it out. I was talking to Yang Yang during concentration check, and he mentioned something that I think I'm going to try that I think is a good idea. Because it's like, like I, I, I had, like, I started out. I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is going to happen. And then I get into the part where, like, you know, stuff yeah. has to come together. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, this, I don't something's wrong with this. So then I was like, okay, this starts a different way. It starts like this. That makes sense. Okay. And then it comes together like this. And then I don't know. Like, uh, like mm. when I feel like when I hit that petered out point that something ahead of it has gone wrong and I need to fix it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I hate so. that feeling. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Nice. No. Um but actually dur during the break, because uh, remember I said uh, I was gonna have an outline done. Mm -hmm. Uh I do I did technically have an outline done. It was just a very short rough draft outline. <laughs> but I Counts. uh yeah. Uh, the so so yeah, what I ended up doing the the start of the break was I I had the outline that I was working on. I was like I had the same thing that you did Aaron where I'm just like I I don't know what's coming yet and I need to know that before I can do this better. And so I I went back and wrote a much more top down pulled away version of the outline of just literally talking out word vomiting how this story goes and mm -hmm. i got the whole thing and i went cool great love nice. it awesome and then i started writing the much more detailed one what when in doubt when in doubt ask yourself what wouldn't happen mm, yeah yeah uh but yeah the uh the the short uh one ended up being about three thousand words i think mm -hmm. And then uh, the main one I've got right now, I think I'm up to 8,000, and I'm very early on into the book still. <laughs> but It's a chunk. 
Yeah, but I essentially did about ten thousand words over the the break. So I'm yeah, I'm pre- I, I ended up writing almost every day. So I was pretty happy with myself. Mm, yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah. But you know, full time job again. So <laughs> that uh, that has stopped. <laughs> oh, we made it all this way. Yeah. Oh, oh, he he didn't freeze to the last second. That's oh. the sign. That's the sign. Oh. We're supposed to wrap it up. We're okay. To wrap it up. Well, uh, I think everything went fine on my end. I hope so because Zoom's the thing that's recording. Uh, but yeah, that is a good place to stop for this week. Friends, where can people find you? What awesome things are you working on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can watch me with B. Dave and Trevor on Champions of Lore on twitch.tv slash CNE Games every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. You can also join me on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrawlers on Mondays at 1.30 till 4 for Concentration Check, a cool writing space. So you can come watch me make funny faces while I work on this stupid outline. Aaron's um, thinking faces are stupid. priceless, by the they, way. They They're really are. Priceless. Yeah. Today was so bad. I dropped, we started the first sprint and I turned to pick up my coffee and immediately dropped it on the floor. Oh no. So the first 20 minutes was me cleaning the floor. Oh no. <laughs> It's letting your subconscious churn. Yeah. On camera. On camera. Oh, no. Oh, you can also watch me Wednesdays uh, on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrollers for Dungeon Scrollers, an actual play show featuring a bunch of fantasy writers at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. I'm B. Dave Walters. You can locate me by searching for Aaron M. Evans on (laughs) (laughs) wish.com. It's an act one callback. See that? That's 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 comedy, folks. That's an act one callback. Um, uh, you can find me on TV on G4 for Invitation to Party, yeah. and all over the interwebs where fine streaming content can be located. Uh, the Black Dice Society is returned Thursdays at four p.m. Pacific, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Just follow me on the Tweetograms at B Dave Walters. Uh, you can find me by saying Aaron M. Evans around your phone while the Facebook app is open and eventually the ads will load. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there. You can find me anywhere the Idle Champions community is. And you can find me on all the other ridiculous podcasts that I do because there's too many of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, what, 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 what? there's just significant overlap between the swag on your shelves and the swag on mine. I'm like Xanathar, check. Big Chunky Tiamat, check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. the, the Tiamats are twins. Uh, that is true. <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, the best way to support it is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, you can send those into writingaboutdragonsandshitgmail.com. And if you'd like to keep up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at About Dragons. But until next week, Go write about some dragons and shit. <laughs> <laughs>